come on in. Today, we are going to just be having a little chat about how to start planning and doing less while achieving more. Does that sound appealing to anybody? If you're somebody who feels like you're just not an organized person, like you're not somebody who ever plans, you've never used your Google calendar on your phone, um, never used a planner, like all of this good stuff, and you just feel like you're not the type of person maybe who plans, maybe you identify as being some super spontaneous, super unicorn, you know, like I totally understand the sentiment. I've always considered myself somewhat of a free spirit as well. And yet I plan because I now see the value in planning and how much more free space it actually gives you on the other end. So we're going to talk about how you too can become a planner and how you can actually achieve more while not doing so much crazy crap. If you've got like a million things on your to-do list, we're going to cut that down. I'm going to show you actually in, in next week's lesson, we're going to go into pruning and really like revamping the things that you're trying to do every day. But today we're just going to jump into how are you going to plan? How to become one of those people who plans things and knows exactly what you're going to do when you're going to do it. So let's dive in. You're listening to the Mind Your Home podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home podcast. So here's how I know that this is an issue for so many people, aside from just living life and knowing other humans and knowing how I used to be or have been at different points in my life. Um, my most recent round of Clutter Cure, so my most recent coaching group and, and set of students, this seemed to be a really hot topic was how do we find time to declutter? How do we find time to do all of these these steps or you know go through the process of minimizing our home spaces and doing all this stuff when we don't have time we feel like to do anything you know how do we make time to do that and I'm, in fact I remember one of the students asking specifically like what about Murphy's Law like how do I get this done when it seems like everything that can go wrong does go wrong and things are constantly popping up family members are coming over and you know things just need to be done we can't always completely prepare for life so this really indicated to me that this is an area that people need help with, or they're not going to be able to make any changes in any part of their lives, because you have to be able to control and, you know, manipulate and direct your own time. So I'm going to tell you something that you've probably heard enough times to want to pull your hair out. And that is that we all have the same 24 hours in the day. Okay, I know you've heard that before, but have you ever really stopped to think about it? Like, yes, you have the exact same 24 hours that I do and that the president of the United States and every other person that you deem possibly successful, everybody in the world, we all have the same 24 hours in the day. And what results you get at the end of the day or at the end of the week or at the end of the month or the end of the year, because that's how it all breaks down. I mean, what you do minute to minute is what's going to impact what results you have next year when you're looking at and evaluating where you are at that point. What determines all of that is how you manage those 24 hours. So I want to do a quick little exercise with you. Okay. Just take a deep breath. 
let it all out, close your eyes if you're not driving, and just completely clear your mind, and I want you to entertain this thought, that there is absolutely nothing that you have to do. There's nothing that you have to do. You are a human being. You are brought into this world with free will. Everything that you have that you're currently doing or that you have been doing, all of these things on your to-do list, all of that stuff doesn't need to be done. Okay, it doesn't, it's not required to be done. You could disappear into the woods and like live in a cave somewhere for the rest of your life and you have the free will to do that. There's nothing that has to be done. So just completely clear your brain of any jumbled ideas or any, you know, anything that you have that's driving you crazy up there, all the chaotic stuff, just let it go and entertain the thought, the idea that there's absolutely nothing that you have to do. You don't have to eat. You don't have to raise your children. You don't have to do anything, okay? Now, as I'm saying this, obviously there are consequences for the things that you don't do. So at the end of the day, yes, you're looking at your 24 hours and you're, you're deciding what actions can I take today to get me where I wanna be next year. But what you're really deciding is, which consequences am I okay with? Which consequences am I okay with? And which consequences am I not okay with? So of course, for most of us, that's going to be, well, I'm not okay with letting my body go to crap. I'm going to eat some food. I'm going to try to eat some healthy food. I'm not okay with my children raising themselves. So I'm going to step up and raise them to the best of my abilities. You know, which things are you okay with accepting the consequences of and which things are you not? Now, here's where that becomes a problem is that none of us ever want to experience any consequences. We want everything to be perfect and happy all the time. We don't want to experience anything negative. Therefore, we try to do everything and we try to do it all just 100% all the time so that hopefully we can manage and maintain everything and keep all the balls flying and never have to experience anything that's negative or considered quote, quote, bad. And I don't want to bust this bubble for you, but I kind of do. Um, that's just not realistic. Okay, we can't live on cloud nine 100% of the time. That's not realistic. You have to take the time to choose the consequences that you're okay with and let yourself just be okay with things not being 100%. Let yourself be okay with some B plus work instead of A plus work. Let yourself be okay with, you know, some things, you know, somebody may be being mad at you or not making everybody happy or some things just kind of not being 100% or not being taken care of by you, maybe being taken care of by somebody else who's capable, even if you don't feel like they're quite as capable as you, be okay with some of those consequences with a little bit less because you're going to find that on the other side of that, when you choose your consequences and when you choose wisely, like prioritizing for what truly matters to you, you're going to have a lot more free time and you're really going to be able to, to be more impactful in those areas that you have chosen to prioritize. You are the editor director. You are the boss. Now, for the sake of keeping things streamlined and simple and for giving your brain the ability to really focus in on one thing, next week, I'm going to really dive into the tangibles of this, the um, exercises that you can do, how to prune, how to create your to-do list, how to choose the things that you're going to do and to dedicate your time to and all of that good stuff. We're going to go over 
all of that next week. Um, so of course, you're going to want to join me back for that so that you can complete this whole idea of getting yourself honed in, set up, ready to go. Guys, it's not even New Year's. It may be New Year's when you're listening to this if it's in the future. But at the time of this recording, it's not even New Year's. We are getting a jump start on getting our lives in order. Okay. So the great thing is, the wonderful thing is, and this is assuming that you already kind of have an idea, you've gone through this process of deciding which of those consequences you're okay with, which ones you're really not okay with, and you're going to hone in on those and you know what you want to do. You got your idea, you got your goal, how are you going to plan it? That's where we're at. Okay, how do you plan this thing? How do you lay it all out? So the wonderful thing is that we humans have something called the prefrontal cortex. And you may have heard a lot about that lately. I Maybe it's because, you know, when you, when you start looking into stuff, you start studying one particular area, then all of a sudden you start hearing it all over the place. It's like your mind is opened up to receiving information on that topic. It's kind of like I've heard the, the um, example used before. You start looking at cars and you're looking at like a silver Honda. And now all of a sudden what you see on the road is other silver Hondas. You get this whole, this whole laser vision on this idea. So I've heard a lot of this whole idea of your prefrontal cortex and how incredibly amazing it is that we humans have this ability. Singularly, we have this ability, at least as far on Earth. I'm not going to go into like, well, what if there are other planets and they have a prefrontal cortex? We don't know that. (laughs) We don't know any of that. But here on Earth, we are the only beings that have a prefrontal cortex that allows us to plan. Even dolphins and I know this because I looked it up because I'm a nerd, (laughs) even dolphins who are known to be also really intellectual beings um, don't have this prefrontal cortex. They're not sitting there planning what they're going to do next year. To our knowledge, they're not making decisions like that. So we have this, this unique ability to be able to prioritize, choose, plan, make long term goals, And a lot of us just don't use it. A lot of us just live in what I call default mode. And it's more of a reactionary type of existence, like you're just getting up and you're floating along. And yeah, that can sound nice. You know, if you're retired and you're living on a tropical island somewhere and you just want to get up and enjoy your days, that's great. Sure. But how do you get to that point where where you're able to retire or you're able to afford to move to a tropical island? Like your life requires some sort of planning. And honestly, our brains enjoy having an uh, idea, something to work for. Our brains enjoy having tiny problems to solve. And our brains are not happy when we don't have something to work to work on. So even if you were able to live, you know, on a tropical island with somebody bringing you everything that you need to eat and drink, eventually you would get bored with that. And you would start feeling depressed because you wouldn't be actively working toward anything. So appreciate the process of planning and of working toward things. It's not always about the destination. It's not always about, well, in five years when I get here, then I'll be, come on. I mean, we all know there is no final destination where all of a sudden everything is perfect and fine and we never have to work for anything again or have another thought and we wouldn't want it to be that way, honestly. So, you know, just appreciate the fact that you have this ability to plan because that in itself is one of the great joys of life, just being able to plan and look forward to things and figure things out and, you know, get all strategic with it and reverse engineer. That's one of my favorite words is reverse engineer. When you can take your goal, you can chunk it down into other little little goals and then chunk those little goals into like tiny microscopic goals. And then you just start like 
you know, checking them off the list and then working your way upwards. That's fun. It's fun for your brain. Our brains like doing stuff like that. So stop depriving your brain of this great joy that is planning. So here's the problem with planning. You say, Mia, if it's so great and our brains enjoy it so much and we're all like just just hungry to plan, then how come we're not all doing it? How come it doesn't feel like something that I really feel like sitting down and doing right now? And the reason is you've tried it in the past and you've failed. We've all done that. We've all set our minds to do something and not done it. We've all had a plan an idea, a great goal that we were going to go after, hell or high water, and failed. Either we let ourselves down, we self-sabotaged, something else got in the way, and even though we were giving it our all and doing all the right things, it just didn't work out, and we've otherwise failed. How many of you have set a New Year's resolution or decided just on a whim to, you know, stop eating so much junk food, start eating healthier, go into the gym? Or get your house decluttered, you know, become clutter free, stop shopping so much, stop, you know, being a slob, whatever, you know, how how many of you have tried to set some kind of tangible goal to make your life better, and then failed at it, or maybe even tried over and over again and failed at it over and over again. Our brains don't, we don't like failing. You know, our brains want to protect us from that horrible, yucky feeling of suckiness of I'm a failure. I did something wrong and everything sucks. I can't do anything. Our brains don't want to feel that. Therefore, we just don't plan. That's what's happened to so many people who feel like, I just I need to be spontaneous. I can't make any plans for the future. It's that they tried at some point to do something and they failed. They came up short. And now it's terrifying. It's terrifying to try to think that you could potentially make some kind of changes or or move forward or, or try again to do something. So instead, we embrace our excuses. We create new stories and new limiting beliefs to kind of keep us all nice and cozy and safe where we currently are so we don't have to try to get out there and make time to do new things. We rely on these excuses of, God, you know what, I don't have time because I'm so busy at work. And just to prove yourself right, you go on and take a few more work things, whatever it is that you do for work, you take on you take on even more work, just so you can doubly prove that yes, I do not have time to do all of these other things that I want to do to achieve these other goals that I wish that I could achieve. Maybe someday I will. But right now I'm going to take some extra work tasks. Or, you know, right now I need to go take the kids to the park because man, you know, these kids, they deserve to be able to do all these things. You're spending all your time taking your kids to do all these things instead of working on other goals. And it sounds like you're doing something really great. But the reason that you're doing it is because you're afraid of actually planning something for yourself and trying and getting out there and making the time to do the things that you need to do in order to achieve the goals that you're wanting to achieve. It's craziness, but it's really not. It's kind of genius how our brains are able to work to, you know, and our minds are able to to work around all of these things and to work to to protect us and how they sense these things as being a danger and then react and respond. It's kind of genius. But if you can get even smarter, even smarter than your little brain that's doing all of its things and you can rise above the brain itself, 
it's getting a little meta, (laughs) rise above the brain itself and make decisions regardless of the fact that your brain is trying to protect you, regardless of the fact that you're feeling fear and there's maybe even a good reason for that fear. And you can take steps forward to plan for the things that you want to plan and to achieve these things because the whole reason that we plan things, by the way, if you didn't already know this, is so that we can achieve things right? We plan things so that we can achieve things. Even if the thing that you're trying to achieve is having more free time to spend by yourself or to spend with your spouse. And maybe you're secretly self-sabotaging yourself because you're afraid of what that's going to be like to spend all that extra time with your spouse or to spend all that extra time with yourself. Maybe you're worried you won't actually like yourself if you're not completely, you know, being taken over by work and by all, you know, taking care of the kids and focusing outward on all these other people. And maybe not, you know, maybe that's not your problem at all. <laughs> there are tons of problems that or, you know, like personal hangups because we all have our own unique, very special personal hangups. And there are tons of things that could be holding you back from making the goals and the decisions and the planning that you're really wanting inside of your life. I'm just here to try to tell you kind of, you know, what what's going on, what's in the workings and how you can overcome that to be the type of person who does plan and does achieve things that you want to achieve in your one single life here on earth, and how you can even do that by doing less, by not trying to do all of the things. So here's the thing. When you do start to do the things that you say you're going to do for yourself, when you plan something tiny, and I do suggest that you start off you know, with something that's easily achievable. If you're not used to planning, start off with some little baby things. Don't start off with saying, okay, every day I'm going to go to the gym for an hour and a half and I'm typing that into my calendar because you're going to wake up tomorrow morning and not feel like going to the gym and you're not going to go and you're going to be like, well, see, I told you I couldn't do it. You know, set yourself some baby steps that you can actually realistically and pretty easily achieve. And then when you start to follow through with those, when you start to follow your new plan and act on it and show that self-integrity, which I'm just going to take another side note here. I know I'm doing a lot of side notes today. How many of us would say that we have a lot of integrity? Probably most of us. Nobody wants to say that they're, you know, not an integral person. I think that's the right word. None of us wants to say, oh, we're not somebody who does does what we say we're going to do. Okay, and for other people, that's probably the case. For other people, you probably show up, you show up with your best foot forward with a smile on your face and, oh, can I do anything else to help you, right? But when it comes to you and your plans and the things that you need to do for yourself, that's when the self-integrity starts to really kind of dip down and it gets kind of sad, all right? So, you know, when I say to have integrity with your planning, I'm talking about self-integrity, Do what you say that you're going to do for yourself. Okay, that was just a little side note. So once you start actually doing that, once you start taking those those little little baby steps and you start passing those little, okay, I said I was going to do this this time and dang it, I did it. You know, I'm on fire and now your confidence is up and you, you know, you've had that self-integrity with yourself. So now you're starting to build that trust with yourself again. Okay, and this is key. When you start to do those things, when you start to finally act on those baby steps and start to finally show that you do have self integrity, that you do care about your own self, then you start to build a new relationship with yourself. You start to become a person who trusts yourself. 
And that trust increases your confidence and your confidence and your ability to do things, to do even more things than you ever thought that you could do because you've done a little bit. Now you're on this whole like higher level of, yes, okay, I did that. What else can I do? What else I can get out there and do even more, right? And just taking those little baby steps and building yourself up to accumulate that trust, that self-trust and increase that confidence. And it's a cycle in that every time you you do another thing that you had set out to do, every time you accomplish another thing that you'd set out to accomplish, you get even more confidence. And that confidence helps you to accomplish the next thing, okay? And then it becomes a cycle and all of a sudden now, you're one of those people who plans, who achieves things, who's not trying to do all the other things to distract themselves, who's using their 24 hours wisely and accomplishing the things that they set out to accomplish, See, easy peasy. It's as simple as that. Rinse and repeat. So again, join me next week while I really dive into the details of creating that to-do list, of creating that calendar space, of pruning and prioritizing and all of these good things, because we're going to get in, we're going to dive in with our claws, and we're going to make it to where whether it's your environment and the clutter that you're hoping to get out, or changes you're just hoping to make in your daily life around your house or around your work, anything that you're wanting to accomplish, we're going to break it down to where you can actually easily achieve all the things that you're trying to achieve. And it's going to be great. I'll catch you next week. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And by the way, if you have not left a review over on iTunes for me and for this podcast, the Mind Your Home podcast, I would super, super duper appreciate it if you would go do so because that really helps the podcast to grow and helps other people to be able to find me. I hope you have a great day and I will catch you next week.